Enlorn. And I'm Donna Grace. Welcome to the Life Rebalanced Podcast. Thank you for joining us today on the Life Rebalanced Podcast. In addition to interviewing experts in their fields, Donna and I want to share with you stories of women just like you. Women who are juggling all of the things and focused on achieving their goals in the midst of what can sometimes seem like organized chaos. Today's guest, Andrea Binley-Murray, is just one of these women. As she says on her blog, I am just a simple SoCal girl who has a less than normal job running my home-based business, all while raising a baby, two bonus babes, being a wifey and a dog mom. I love that I get to do it all. So Binley, thank you so much for joining us. I've really been looking forward to this conversation. When I think about the women I know who are balancing all of the things, you are certainly top of mind for me. And to kind of take it back a little bit for the listeners, you and I met almost 20 years ago. Crazy. And at that time, I just remember being so impressed by you because your career aspirations were to be in the fire service. Fast forward now, almost 20 years later, you are a fire captain. Yeah. It's flown by. Thank you so much for having me, first of all. And I feel the same way. Like I've always had just a respect for you and just the way that you carried yourself and handled yourself. Like even at such a young age, you can tell. I think just people's characters and what they're made for and how they're going to just excel in life, like no matter what comes their way. So thank you for having me. And I really appreciate those kind words. Same. Thank you. That was very sweet. But yeah, it's been 20 years. 20 years. I know. So can you tell us a little bit about how did you have that as a career aspiration? And what did that path look like for you? I feel that I was very blessed and fortunate to know. I knew within a shadow of a doubt, like this was the career path that I wanted in high school. And I don't feel like that's the norm. But I think there were a couple of things that were catalysts for that is one, someone told me I couldn't. And if you know me, (laughs) that will just let me accomplish anything. Tell me I can't. And then you're just going to watch me do it. I love it. And then I think the second thing was, I didn't always understand why. Growing up, my parents are still married. They're still together. But they handled some things differently, like finances, than most married people. And I remember that always being kind of a point of contention or struggle. So it took some digging, but I think that subconsciously, I also chose this career because I saw that if men could support their entire family with a wife that stays home and raises the kids, then I as a single woman at that point in my life will be just fine for the entirety of my life. And it wasn't about the money, but I think that that was a subconscious undertone. The thing that really pulled me, and I think it was just something that God weaved in the tapestry of my heart, was just being able to serve and help others. And You'll hear that on every like job interview. If you sit on an interview panel, why do you want to do this job? But I feel like it is a calling. And I feel like there's so many different things to this career. And it's so dynamic that you really do have to have that service type of mentality or just that pull on your heart to want to be a servant to help others. And so I think those things combined, that's why there was no question in my mind from a young age that this is what I wanted to do. And the draw that I was I was an athlete. I played sports. I love challenging my body. I've always been into fitness. And this just aligned with all of those things. And so that's just kind of, I think, how I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. Over the course of those 20 years, as you've been in your career, you've gotten married and Mm -hmm. have now some bonus kiddos, you like to call Mm -hmm. them, as well as your own child. How old is your son now? 
So Declan is three and then Jameson's 10 and Ava's 12. And so I call them my bonus babes. Um, My husband had Ava and Jameson from a previous marriage and then we got married and we just celebrated our five-year anniversary. Congratulations. I had to think. I'm like, pause. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we just had our five-year anniversary, which it's been crazy and flown by and Declan's three and a half. And so that has definitely been a new dynamic to to navigate over the last few years. You, like when we were just dating, tried to preface them, Mm -hmm. but it's different. It's when you get married and you throw in the extracurriculars, you throw in school, you throw in sharing custody, you throw in commuting, you throw in COVID, you throw in getting married at one department and getting annexed and going to another and taking a huge pay cut, but being blessed to still have a job. And my schedule changing, it's just been a whirlwind of the last few years, but I'm just honestly, I'm pretty proud of us for figuring it out. (laughs) You know, sometimes day by day, week by week, it looks different. Right. And so, yeah. Well, and it does. And I think what I see, at least I know a number of people in the fire service. And like you said, typically what we think of is a man whose Mm -hmm. wife stays at home Mm -hmm. in those roles. And obviously there are a lot of dual income households, but I think yours is a very rare situation where you have two working parents, but one of you, and in this case, it's the mom or the wife in the situation, has the job that is Mm -hmm. very demanding of your time and has a very, very abnormal schedule. Mm -hmm. How have you navigated that? I mean, you went from being a single person, that type of schedule is very easy to manage to now being married with Mm -hmm. children. So what have you done that has worked for you? How have you navigated those challenges? There's been a lot of trial and error. and But I feel like we finally found a flow. We're blessed because my mom and dad are close and they've always tried to help out since Declan was born. But I have a whiteboard, a monthly whiteboard, and it's color-coded and it's old school, but it works. And then we have a shared calendar and we have a nanny and... She has been a blessing. Like, oh my gosh, she is like the biggest blessing. So I think it's also, I'm very independent. I'm very like, let's figure this out. But it's also taught me to ask for help. Mm -hmm. And that I'm able to do more when like I kind of diversify my efforts and I ask for help in the areas that I need help. So that's kind of a big gloss over on that one. I think that tends to be a difficult spot for those of us who are independent and motivated by a challenge and to ask for help can sometimes be really, really difficult. But I do think that it is Mm -hmm. key because as Donna and I have said, you can do all of the things, but you can't do all the things all at the same time. Yeah. And certainly not without help. And it really does take a village. It does. And um, this has been even a different phase of navigating during COVID and homeschool and all of the things. And so there's a book that I've been reading. It's Everything's Figure Outable. Mm-hmm. I've always had that mentation like, okay, let's figure it out. Let's figure it out. And I love the phrase figure outable because it is. Yes. Sometimes it just takes a moment to pause, not let the overwhelm and anxiety build up and say, okay, what are some ways we can approach this? And just kind of come at it from a different angle and look at what's working and what's not. And so I start my day with a gratitude journal. It's my best friend got it for me. It's a five minute gratitude journal. I love starting my day off with that. And I was actually telling my husband that it sets the tone for me for the day, just to be able to start my day off with gratitude and giving thanks. 
it's something so simple. I do that and I do a quick devotional for busy moms. And it takes me a couple of minutes. And if that's all I can get to in that morning or to start off my day, I still feel like it helps me set the tone. So if whatever's thrown at me that day, I'm going to figure it out because Mm -hmm. I still have that positive mindset. This is a crazy time. And I think people's anxiety and the what ifs and the fears can really take over. And not only that, like that's going to manifest in your body in different ways. My other business is health and wellness and it's supplementation. I have so many people reaching out to me because they're like, I don't know what's going on. I'm gaining weight. It's not just because you're at home eating. There's other things that are going on. You're under stress. Your fear levels are up. You have anxiety. Mm-hmm. Cortisol is going up. There's so many different things that are happening internally within our body. Mm-hmm. Just being able to ground myself and center myself and remember those things has been such a huge tool for me to take anything the day throws at me. Well, and you touched on a number of things that Don and I have discussed in previous episodes too. The morning routine, the time management. So for you, mm-hmm. out of curiosity... I know you said you had a whiteboard calendar. Do you prefer the digital calendar, the handwritten calendar? What's your primary mode and what works? How did you decide what works best for you and your family and keeping track of all of that? It may be kind of counterproductive to time management, but I do them all. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason that I do them all. I have the color coded calendar because when I have my mom and my nanny, I take a picture and that goes on a group text and everyone can see it. Mm -hmm. I have a shared calendar with my husband. Like I put our Zoom meeting in today. And especially with a side business, we need to coordinate those things. And then for my regular calendar, we know what that is for work the whole entire year outside of force hires. So I try to stay on top of picking up a couple shifts, even though I don't love to be away from home more. So I don't get forced as much so we can kind of plan our lives. And so that goes in the digital calendar as well. But daily, I use a day planner. And this is a little old school, but it works for me. I was writing out my to-do list. I'm a task-oriented, mm-hmm. Enneagram type 3, too, mm-hmm. is my jam. And if you guys don't know what that is, three's achiever. So let's just start with that. So I'm just oriented by nature. So a to-do list like gets me amped for the day. <laughs> it sounds so lame. But I love crossing stuff off to the point where I've written something down I've already done just to cross it off because I didn't write it down before I did it. (laughs) It it just makes me happy. But so I was spending so much time doing that daily, although it fulfills me, it took me 15 minutes to write my to-do list. So what I started to do was I just typed it up, I printed it out, and then I highlight it and then I cut them out and I glued them on my daily planner. I'm not kidding you. That's so old school. But in lieu of me digitally making a planner specific for me right now, which I kind of want to now, this works for me. And so yeah, I can add to it, but I know I'm going to do my gratitude journal. I know I'm going to read this book. I know I'm going to read my Bible. I know I'm going to do my daily devotional. I know I'm going to do these things. I know I'm going to work out. I know I'm going to drink water and I have blanks for how many ounces of water I'm going to drink. So rather than writing that as I go, I can just check, 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 check. And so instead of taking those 15 minutes daily to write out my list, I'm just, I took the time to just block it out and put it on my calendar, literally cut it out and glue sticked it in. I'm not kidding you. It's like old school, <laughs> but it, it works for me and it makes me feel good. And I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned is there's so many different things out there that people can use, but you have to find what fits you, what makes you thrive, what makes you feel good. And so I, I learned some of this too. I've used a life coach in this last year. And if you would have come to me, I don't know, 
10 years ago, I would have laughed at the thought of a life coach, to be honest. Like, okay. Right. But I have gotten so much out of working. It's one of my girlfriends now. We're close. Her name is Jill Winery and she's amazing. And Uh I've had other people I've referred to her and they've had leaps and bounds just overcoming obstacles that they're facing or just even obtaining like new goals and hitting new challenges. And she's just been amazing. And it's just the tools that she says it and having that support in a different way has been so instrumental to me. Because I can't always interrupt my husband's day to say, hey, I need some positive reinforcement in this area. Right. And let's be honest, even as a man, if I did, that's not necessarily his strong suit. He'd be like, <laughs> uh, you're okay. Let's, let's move on. Like, feelings, right. uh, I'm good. So, right. so I've just, again, asking for help and using the resources that you find that are available right. to you. And, and investing in yourself. I also have worked with a coach. And I think that that is such a tremendous investment because you are making the conscious choice. And when you're spending money on something like that, Mm -hmm. you want to leverage it as much as you possibly can. So it's that accountability piece, which I think a lot of us are missing, Mm -hmm. but most people respond really, really well to. The coach isn't... I mean, I didn't hear anything I didn't already know. I didn't... It wasn't anything new or revolutionary. Some Some things were... and getting out of your own way is a big piece of it, right? Mm -hmm. But it is that accountability to know I'm going to be talking to this person. They're going to be asking me what the progress I'm making is. And I I have other Mm -hmm. people like that in my life in various aspects. So professionally, personally, to have that accountability. And like you were saying, to have that reinforcement of the positive mindset on a daily basis. Basis. And I love the fact that you, I do something very similar with my daily planner too, except instead of cutting and pasting, I do post its because it's the same thing. If you keep that positive momentum going, I think actually even the 15 minutes you might spend doing it really, again, is investing and you will be rewarded for that investment. A hundred percent. Sure. I totally agree with. With a life coach, sometimes it's... I equate it to therapy sometimes too. It's not things that you haven't heard or you don't already know, but it may be something that you're not applying to your life or not -hmm. applying it in the way that can best suit you. Or you might honestly be running from it. You know it's something that you need to do. You know something that's beneficial. I mean, let's look at diet and exercise. So many people know, hey, I need to do this, but they run the other way. And I think a lot of it comes down to a self-worth thing, valuing ourselves and valuing that investment we're putting in ourselves and our time. And I think it's that head trash, that subconscious negative self-talk that's on loop. And until you're aware of it and you catch yourself in it, or you have someone else to say, hey, you're doing it again, or you yourself can say, hey, I'm doing it again. And sometimes it's just that momentary pause and actually feeling your body like, uh, that didn't feel good coming out of my mouth. And saying, okay, why? Mm -hmm. Stop for a second. Why? Well, I talk bad about myself in my head. You may not have said it out loud, but would you tell your best friend that? If your best friend says, oh, I want to start dieting and eating healthy. Hey, or I want to hire a life coach or I want to achieve this goal. You're not going to look at your best friend and be like, you can't do that. Well, maybe somebody would, but you shouldn't be friends with them at that point. (laughs) (laughs) That's a a big red flag. And I think that season of friendship would be over for me. But... I say, give yourself as much grace as you would give your best friend or your spouse. And so if someone's coming to you and saying those things, you have just as much right and, and authority to want those things for yourself. 
It's okay to want more for yourself. It's okay to not settle. It's okay to have goals. Those are things that I've had to realize to start dreaming again and thinking about the bigger picture. I have an amazing job. I love my job. Like I do. I love it. But there are days that it's hard and there are days that it's challenging. And especially in this cultural climate that we're in, there are days where it's fucking scary. And people ask like, why do you have a side hustle? Mm -hmm. Because what if something happens to me? One, I'm goal-oriented. And so I'm not going to be able to be the person if I get hurt just to sit on my bum at home and enjoy like medical retirement. That's not me. That's not in my wheelhouse. I just always like to have another option, another plan. And so I just had to realize that I love to serve people mm-hmm. and that this allows me to serve in a different capacity. It allows me to focus on things that are still my passions, health and wellness, and help people along that journey. I get to help patients on scene, but then we transfer care. And I have to Mm -hmm. do a lot of digging to follow up and see the outcome. I get to see the outcome of the people that I'm helping on the daily basis. And it just fills my heart so much. And so it's okay to allow yourself that reprieve of, I'm allowed to work on myself. And just tell that subconscious to shut up because you're worth it. You're valued. You're Mm -hmm. loved. You're appreciated. And I feel like we all need to say that more to each other just as a society. And there's a lot going on with that one. (laughs) Absolutely true. No, absolutely true. And I have to admit the financial advisor in me loves the diversification of income streams. And not only... I mean, it's smart from a financial perspective, but also I find in jumping from various projects and things, it keeps everything a little bit more fresh, right? Mm -hmm. So you can go back to your your primary job rejuvenated because you've had this other creative outlet Mm -hmm. with your side hustle. And to balance those things and put them all together, you're just being very smart all the way around. Well, thank you. And you know what? Honestly, it wasn't something I ever anticipated on doing. It was something that I fell into my lap. We were trying to conceive and we're having problems. And I just wanted to balance my body. And I didn't know by doing that, that I was one, going to fall in love with the products and two, that I was going to share them at all because it was going to be a hard no. Right. And then I started seeing the potential of what this actual business model looked like. And more than that, just the ability to help people in a different way. Mm -hmm. That is really something that just pulls on me. And, And I feel like being able to see, have my kids see that I still have goals that are new and fresh goals. I was already a fire captain when my son was born and when we got married. So they didn't see the work that it took all of those years to get to where I wanted to be and the consistency. But they do see it now in this area of my life where I'm trying to help other people in this way. And they cheer me on and we try to make it a fun family thing. And they get to see Mm -hmm. the, the fun side too. It allows for me to have another group of people that I truly connect with that are like a second family because the fire service is very family oriented. But going from a small department to a Mm -hmm. large department, that was like an emotional struggle for me. And a lot of the guys too, whether they'll admit it or not, I know it. Uh (laughs) Um, Uh It was an emotional struggle. It was a hardship. And so having another area where I have people that I love and that I cherish our time and our friendships together has been just such a blessing and it feeds my soul too. Yeah. And I love what you were saying about setting the example for your kids, letting them see your hard work and effort and what that looks like. And also the fact that you are passionate about helping other people. Mm -hmm. It bleeds through everything that you do. And it's one of the things that I really, really love about you. And I'm 
really glad we were able to have this conversation and talk about all these things and how you balance all this stuff. And I would love to ask you... I have three questions that I'm going to ask you. But I feel like throwing in this other question, for some reason, you inspired me as you were talking. If you were to give advice to your younger self, so you those 20 years ago when you were just starting out, mm-hmm. what do you think that would be? Wow. Um, I would honestly start by telling her that she's worthy and valued. Mm-hmm. And it just, it gets me emotional because there's so many times over those last few years, and especially being in a male-dominated career, you're constantly having to prove yourself. And it's not necessarily always because of the guys. It's something internal and it's that subconscious dialect Mm -hmm. and monologue. But just knowing that you bring something to the table. And that's something that I really try to mentor young women about. They send me so many women that want to be in the fire service. And I just say, you have something to offer. It's different. It's different than what they offer, but it doesn't make it any less valuable. Mm -hmm. And so... I think that's what I tell her. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. Okay. So my official three questions. Okay. First of all, we're all balancing all kinds of things all the time, but in different phases of our life, different things take primary focus. And so what is that thing for you right now? I feel like there's a two-parter to that. Uh Primary focus. One, I have a goal for my side business this month. And it's a big one. And I am just full steam ahead, head down, just driving to try to help as many people as I can. Part two of that for work right now is just safety. I want to go to work safe. I want to keep my crew safe and I want to come home safe. And that seems like a small thing, but that's Mm -hmm. my primary focus every day. But I feel like in a heightened climate right now, just environmentally around us that we cannot control. There needs to be an increase in situational awareness and it's my job to keep them safe yeah. as a captain. And so those are those are the two primary things. Like I said, it's always my goal, but right now I feel like it's even more so. Yeah. So those are the two... On a heightened level. Mm-hmm. And some ways that we do that are through education and training, but it's definitely something that's on the forefront of our minds. Mm-hmm. And I have a side business, but my primary goal is my family and coming home safe to them. In what areas of your life are you having to give yourself grace or speak to yourself kindly, let some things go in order to kind of shift your focus right now, especially during this heightened time of awareness about COVID and everything? I think honestly, just realizing that everything, like I said, everything's figureoutable. And yes, allow yourself grace. I'm going to work out today. It's not going to be the time that I normally work out, but I'm still going to get it done. I also try to really eliminate the excuses because we can find like any excuse will do when you're looking for one. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And so I tend to be a hard ass on myself and on other people when you say you want this, you want this goal, but you're making an excuse for it. If it's important to you, it's going to get done. If it's a priority, you're going to wake up earlier. You can allow yourself grace because sometimes things get thrown at you every given day and you don't know which way it's going to go, but you can always pick it up and try again the next day. Check in with yourself at night. What worked today? What didn't? The stuff that didn't work, throw it away. The stuff that did work, do it again. And the other thing that I've learned just through the fire service is 
everything gets done that needs to get done. And what I mean by that is you don't know when you're going to have an emergency on any given day. It could be stepping off a curb. It could be the smallest thing that could catastrophically change the trajectory of your life for the next few months. Mm -hmm. So you also have to realize that whatever's important is going to get done because when there's an emergency, everything shifts to handle that emergency. So what are you prioritizing as the top point in your day? Mm-hmm. And get it done first because you don't know what's going to happen. And whenever those things shift, you're going to have to shift with it and everything's going to have to get reprioritized. So wake up, do that first thing first if you can. And then you know, hey, whatever life throws at me today, I'm going to be able to roll with it. I love that. And I think so many of us tend to put off some of those really important things that we need to do in our day. And I think the nature of your work obviously has made it abundantly clear that you need to prioritize. So that's something I am going to walk away from this conversation with for sure. Also, I mean, you've shared so much about what's worked for you. But if you had to point to one thing that you do that helps you achieve your goals and stay focused on that, what would that be for you? I also am just a woman of faith. And my favorite t-shirt says, I love Jesus, but I cuss a little. (laughs) But in that, I've learned to praise God in good times and bad. So I have these big lofty goals. Last month, I fell short of a goal just by like a smidge. And normally that may have sent me into like, you know, that head trash. Oh, I knew you weren't going to do it. It's too hard, blah, blah, blah. But I stopped myself and I said, you know what, God, look at how far we came. Thank you for that. And so just approaching it with gratitude and a grateful heart has allowed me to set those goals and strive and dig for them. But if I don't hit them in my timeframe, it's also allowed me to trust that it doesn't mean that I'm never going to hit them. It just allows me to trust in God's timing and His plan. And it gives me a really good sense of peace about the whole thing. Like this is what I'm supposed to be doing and I'm going to keep doing the work. And I just know that when the timing's right, that it's going to align. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting in that. I love that. So one other thing that I do is I like to put something good between my ears. And so what I mean by that is we spend so much time in our car driving or when I'm working out and I'm on the treadmill or elliptical or whatever it is, I will throw a podcast on or an audio book and something that is just filling my mind with good thoughts and good nuggets and takeaways that I can build off of. And even if it's a 10-minute drive, I can get something out of it. And the other thing that I love too is when I do that when the kids are in the car, they may not be listening, but they're still hearing it. And so I feel like just kind of planting some of those seeds in their little tiny brains right now that are just those sponges is Mm -hmm. something that's going to be invaluable to them as they get older. Absolutely. And and just even modeling the behavior, if they're not hearing what's being said, Mm -hmm. you're modeling that for them, which is fantastic. Yeah. I am so grateful for you and for this conversation. And you're such an inspiration. And I would love for you to share... I know you have a blog where people could follow and track and hear your story. You've got a unique story and perspective to share. So where can people find you? It's firelifemomwife.com. And then same thing for my Instagram, firelifemomwife. Some people think that I'm the firewife based off of that one. (laughs) I love all of our firewives. So I actually connected with so many great women on Instagram because of that. And I feel like... I Well, no, it's great because it gives them a perspective too that I can share. 
Instagram and then on Facebook, I'm just Andrea Binley Murray. I love connecting with new people. And like I said, I love social media when we use it for the things that it's supposed to be used for with connecting with like-minded individuals. And I'm open to all of that. So please reach out. Definitely. Well, thank you again. Thank you. Be well, Benley. 